Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron. Hello, Internet. Welcome in to the Best Things Podcast. Coming at you in the morning time. I don't think we've ever recorded in the morning. It's a it's a first, yeah, first time. Uh, I got I got my iced coffee, and uh, my voice probably isn't fully awakened yet. But we are here. We're doing it for you. We're getting up, getting after it a little bit earlier today, just to make sure that you have the content you need in your ears and to your eyes. The early worm gets the worm. No, no, the <laughs> no. early bird. It's the worm. Hang this on. Is, this is what happens. This is you do it in the morning. And <laughs> we got cannibal worms. Just <laughs> a worm getting it. another worm. Um, well, welcome to the show. We're glad that you're here today. We are. So, I think I think you had this idea, right? Um, or maybe it was a combined effort. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think I solely came up with it. But I, I do know this is the time of year where people are. They're going back to school. Woo! And. Uh, it's been a long time since either one of us have been to school. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we're, we're talking about just all things school, the best things about school. And when, when, when we thought of this idea, this is the very first thing I thought of. All back to school, back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Billy Madison. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school, back to school. Oh. I mean, how do you not like Billy Madison? That's great. Um, yeah, so I think of that every time I hear the word school, that song pops in my head. So we're all about it today. My family group text, one of my sisters sent this picture yesterday, uh, how my timeline is about to look for the next two weeks. That's I 100% true. Uh, it is. So it then spurred a conversation because all of my siblings are older and the youngest of their children has now graduated high school. So they're done. They're done with it. I'm just about to go into this. Yeah. <laughs> phase. Yeah. Uh, and so they're all talking about how, oh man, we don't miss any of this at all. <laughs> And I said, yeah, same here. And they just started laughing. And they were like, oh, you need to get ready. And I said, it, surely it can't be I don't know, that man. bad. But I know that parents are so excited when their kids go back to school. But yet at the same time, they dread it when the kids go back to school because it means all this extra work for them. Right. But they're glad to get them out of the house after being there yeah. for three months during summer. It's definitely a catch-22 because I, I dread the day when I have to – Go when I have to help a kid with homework again, and have to have to think about math. I haven't uh, thought about math in twenty no. years. I told Erica that last night. I said, I don't know if I can remember some of this stuff. It's been so. This is the problem with having kids uh, after you're this old. <laughs> now you have to try to remember all this stuff. 
So that's what we're talking about today. We're, we're going to kind of go through the scope of all things school. We thought about maybe sp- making it specific to different areas, and I think we just landed on, let's just talk all about school. So if you're a parent of a kid who they just uh, – I know at the time we're releasing this, uh, school, at least in our districts here, have just gotten started. They're starting late this year here here in Searcy Town, uh, with the exception of, of the private academy here. Right. But – Public schools, and it may be a statewide thing, I don't know, are, are starting really late. They're doing a new system where they're having a little bit longer days, and they're hopefully having long, that means longer breaks, like summer break is a little longer, and fall break, Christmas break get extended. But um, we're going to talk about all the things school, from supplies to classes to nostalgia. Now, I think we both mentioned this earlier when we were doing a little research. Most of our... <laughs> Most of our content's going to be from school back in like the '90s and early <laughs> aughts because that's when it was relevant for uh, us. Yeah. So, if if you are a child of the '90s along with us, if you're in your 30s, uh, you can relate to this. Yep. If yep. if you're a parent, uh, maybe in your 30s or 40s, who has kids growing up now. I don't know how relevant it will be, but at least have a trip down memory lane. Maybe it's going to be some you. nostalgia yeah, today. That's all it's going to be. So before uh, before we have a chance to uh, get detention, let's get into it. Before we figure out which one's the best thing, we have to talk about all the things. It's time for The Thing About The Things. Okay, so... First off, did you like school? I did. Now you were you went to a private school, or so, so yes, I was in private school for the first uh, several years, K through fourth grade, I believe, third grade, somewhere in third and fourth grade, and then I was homeschooled, right, the remainder of that time. Yeah, see, see. So we are probably the least qualified people to talk about school because I was I was public school up until junior high and then was a homeschool kid for the latter part of my junior high and through my high school career. Um, what, what was the big reason you guys – do you know, like, the reason you guys did it the way you did it? No, not – I just know that my parents, they uh, – one of the churches where they were on staff when I was – in kindergarten, first and second grade, they had a private Christian school. Okay, and so I guess that was just one of the perks of being one of the staff members there is yeah. that we were in that. Uh, so I know that's a big part of it. The first several years, the big reason we went homeschool so late, which my brother was like in second grade when we went homeschool, so he 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 has even less experience in in school than I do. But my dad was in law enforcement, and so a lot of the stuff he did had him working at nights. He had a job change around that time. And so he was gone a lot um, doing stuff. And so we had some friends that did homeschooling. And so they, you know, they, not that they talked us into it, but it was very appealing to our lifestyle at that time. And so we, we made the change and I, I don't regret it at all. No, I, a lot of people are like, oh man, you, you, you know, it must've been terrible being homeschooled. I really enjoyed I did it too. Uh, I'm glad that I had the experiences of going to school with, with some other kids right. in those first few years 
And as I'm looking back through some of these things, I was thinking, you know, I don't know if I can talk about school because I don't know how much of this stuff. But as I'm scrolling and looking at yeah. a lot of this stuff, memories are like flooding back. Yeah. Like, oh, I do remember it's a lot so of this weird. from just being in school those those few years. Uh, but I mean, I I made a lot of friends in those first, and I still stay in touch with quite a few of the I do not the people that I went to school with uh, <laughs> in K through third, fourth grade. Yeah, and then I continued. I mean, it wasn't like I became. Um, a social outcast or <laughs> yeah. ended up socially retarded because I was homeschooled. Yeah. Uh, homeschooling gets a bad rep for sure. And, and I had a lot of fun experience. I think I had a lot of experiences that a lot of kids didn't get to have. Oh, a hundred percent by being homeschooled. hundred percent. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to doing it either way. And, well, and a couple of years ago, everybody had to go homeschool. And yeah. that was the running joke, I know, for people like us, that we would look at people and go, ha, 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 ha you get to experience it now. What exactly. do you think? It's not so easy, is it? Because a lot of people would tell, like, my mom, like, you know, oh, or tell my family, well, homeschool is just a cop-out. Like, it's just an excuse for your, you to be lazy. And maybe some people took advantage sure. of it. Not sure. in the Woodson household, though. No. Like, I was up and at a desk at 8 a.m., showered, yeah. ready to go, and I sat at that desk yeah. with the exception of, quote-unquote, recess activity time yeah. or lunch. I was at that desk all day, just like anybody else yeah. in school. It was same, uh, same for me, and there was always the, since we were homeschooled, there would be times where uh, we might start earlier in the yeah. year. We would come back to school oh, yeah. because we might take off at different exactly. points. It really gave us the flexibility to kind of set our schedule the way mm-hmm. we wanted to set it. So, yeah. you know, I may go back to school earlier than some of the kids did, but then I also got some time off that they didn't. Uh, but yes, I was, I was there. My dad had a, a little portable office building behind our home and he had a desk that he would do a lot of his work at. And I had a desk over to the side and I was sitting there while he was at like his teacher's desk, you know, yeah. he was doing all this stuff and I'm sitting there doing all of my work. Yeah. You know? It's so funny. I, I think we, we did the same thing. Like we would work some, we would work, we'd take a little bit more time off in the summer, but we still did school during the summer. So yeah. we could, when everybody else was at school in you, September, I was at the beach. You could go to places <laughs> and it wasn't packed and crowded. Exactly. We went to Colorado in September and that that's become a tradition for us now. Like, I hate going to the beach in the summer. It's so crowded because I've never really experienced that kind of crowd. I got to enjoy some peace and quiet and actually right. have some vacation time. But we're not here to talk about homeschooling necessarily. That could be a whole other episode, though, since we both have that experience. We do. Uh, but let's talk about just uh, public, private school, like going to a school, all the different things associated with that. What's the very first thing you think of when you think of school? School shopping. Yeah. Getting ready. Uh, for the which a lot of people are doing right now at the time of recording this. Yep, because it's early August. People are starting to get in that mode. The tax-free weekend just happened. Yes, here in Arkansas, and so uh, maybe you bought some clothes or school supplies uh, and stuff like that. So I was always excited to get to go get new things for school. Yeah, uh, and this may this this may I. Nobody else may relate to this, but for me, in the younger years... The younger years. <laughs> is that a show? <laughs> no, it's... It, well, no. It's not the younger years. It's the Wonder Years. Wonder Years, That's yeah. Show. yeah. And then there's a show called Younger. That's true. It had Hillary Duff in it. Uh, as a smaller child, kindergarten, first, second grade, 
I always got super excited about getting a new box of crayons. Oh, yeah? To go to school with. Yeah. And I remember one of those early years, we were like on this super strict budget, and I got stuck with Rose Art crayons. You remember <laughs> Rose Art brand? Yes, they were all, it was the great value version of crayons. They are terrible. <laughs> uh, and you knew, like, you just knew you were going to get laughed at. You were going to get made fun of by the other six-year-olds at school yeah. if you didn't have Crayola. And the way they react on the paper, and if you're, I don't know if Rose Art's still a thing or not. I don't know if kids still use crayons in school or not. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's all so digital now that, that I mean, you know, you don't use them. They get Chromebooks now at school. Like, that's oh just gosh. issued to yeah. a lot of kids at a lot of schools. Is just, here's your Chromebook for the year, and you got to turn it in at the end of the year. And I was excited when I got the 64-pack of Crayolas. That was a big deal. Chromebooks versus 64-pack Because it was no longer just red, blue, green. It was cyan and macaroni and cheese. Yes, I was going to mention the mac and cheese. (laughs) And because they had like the 8-pack. Yeah. Then I believe there was a 24-pack. Yeah. The 48-pack got a little thicker. It was very thick. You got into uh, multiple rows, multiple little boxes in the box. But then you went to that 64-pack. Yeah. And it had the sharpener in the back of yeah. it. And then I think there was a 120 pack. Oh, I'm sure. They're going to just keep. I mean, it's. I wonder how many of those, if, if Crayola was being real, how many of those colors are the same color <laughs> with, with a just a different name? <laughs> it would not surprise. You can't tell me there's a difference between indigo and aqua. Like, there's no difference there. That's the same color. There are, like, you, you have to look at them and you're like, I promise you these are the same exact one <laughs> but your little you know 12 year old brain 10 year old brain doesn't doesn't see that you're 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 like oh i've got to use macaroni and cheese for this yes this, this shell you know yes uh and i think that may be the best crayola color name i mean i remember yeah. that one oh i did I too mean, for 25 years I've remembered mac and cheese. When we were growing up, you know, computers were brand new. Home computers were very new. Um, And we got like a used computer at one point. And we had, uh, Crayola had a a compact disc game that you put in. And you would hover over, you would click on a color to choose it, and it would say it to you. Yes, and, and me and my brother used to always, especially as we started growing up, we we, we realized how funny it kind of was, how kind of honestly dumb it was, but we liked making fun of it. And so you click on you and hear cyan, and we just thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I mean, that's so dumb, but like that was a big deal back then, right? Uh, what about speaking of school supplies, pencils? Yes, you you had to have the right pencils. It always had to be a number two pencil, had to be. And I was curious, and while you were talking, I was Googling, what's the difference? Because is there another, I mean, that's the only pencil I really ever knew about was a number two pencil. Like, is there a number one pencil? Apparently there is. And a number three? So, what's the difference between a number two pencils and all the others? Pencils above number two are filled with harder graphite and tend to have lighter markings and are frequently used in drafting pencils used by architects and designers. Number two on the numeric scale scale not scale is roughly equivalent to an hb pencil on the international scale whatever that means some of our international friends that are listening <laughs> maybe need to tell us what an hb pencil is yeah 
So I guess it's just the standard. Um, okay. And I guess that makes sense because if it's a lighter, a, a harder graphite, harder to see, um, maybe it can get erased easily. I guess that makes sense. But I just always remember having to be a number two pencil. And at, at least at my school when I was a kid, there was you, you could have a personal pencil sharpener or there was always that one communal rotary yep. pencil sharpener up by the door or something in the back. Yeah, that always made a ton of noise. Teachers hated it when you used that pencil sharpener. There was no quiet way to use that. <laughs> no. I remember when our school got its first electric pencil sharpener. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was so much faster, but still just a ton of noise. You know, Yeah. But it was so fast. Uh, and I remember one of the big, one of the fun things... Somebody always got to be in charge of sharpening some pencils. Yeah. Because uh, I remember that being a deal now that we're talking about it. Because I remember getting chosen to sharpen pencils. I don't know who they were for or what yeah. they were for. Um, I remember when I was probably in kindergarten. We lived in Denver. And at the time, we were there. The Colorado Rockies had just become baseball team. Oh, yeah. In the early 90s. And I remember going to school that first year having... Colorado Rockies pencils to wow. take with me to school. Those, those stuck. And then I, I remember I had a pencil. I mean, it was probably the size of a dime. It was that big around. It was massive. Uh, and it was like this uh, shimmery blue color. I remember using that, yeah. learning learning to, you know, trace well, the then, alphabet. Then you started getting the advent of mechanical pencils. Oh, I was so excited when I got my first mechanical pencil. And you had to keep up with the, the lead yep. in a little sc- rectangular tube yeah and it was always you know you felt like john wick or something reloading that pencil you know <laughs> and you got to click it to get it out yep. it was just a whole ordeal yep. it's so funny how all this stuff is just I, flooding back i mean i remember we would show up to school after i got into third fourth grade and that first couple days everybody was comparing their mechanical pencils yeah. you know look look at the model that i've right. got i mean it was the so color. i mean it was so cool when you had that uh, and then you remember the toppers that people would put on the erasers? Yeah, yeah. There were all sorts of wild. That's what I had. One that on my on my list is novelty erasers. Like you could put anything. That was a like uh, the uh, oh the Scholastic Fair or something yep. like that, where you could buy that kind of stuff, and you go to to the bookstores or the library, and they sold that kind of stuff. And that was that showed your. It's like. A, I would equate those types of erasers to to modern day kids' phone backgrounds. Like that shows yes, your personality. It did in just the eraser. It did, and at our school we would have like this little treasure chest, treasure bucket thing. You know, I forget what you would have to do to get something out of there, but there were always erasers that yeah. looked like these. Yeah, uh, just little novelty erasers, and they were would- never good. They were terrible. <laughs> they did not erase very well at all. <laughs> so I remember having these erasers. I don't know if you remember yes. the Yikes yeah. erasers, but they were so, and they, they were really good. All of these are so 90s. Like, they are so 1992. It, it just takes me back immediately, though. Yeah, it does. It is, it is weird. I haven't thought about an eraser. <laughs> When's the last but, time you used a pencil? Uh... I still do quite a bit of uh, online courses and things from time to time that require writing. And I always, everybody else I know that does these classes that I do, they always use pens. And I'm like, you guys are monsters writing in books (laughs) with a pen. 
I always, I still have probably 20 mechanical pencils really? in my backpack. I just travel with them. and I know we have some here because Lauren, you know, she's an artist, and so she does stuff like that from time to time. The only time I ever use a pencil is if I'm doing some, some woodwork and I have to just make the marks to cut. But, like, other than that, I'm barely using a pen. Like, I will use my trusty iPad. I have the Apple Pencil. Does that count as a pencil? Because Ooh, I've, I've got that. Fancy. Uh, but, no, I mean, that and... Uh, you know, you had the marker or the, the, the pens also that had like the color changers in it. Like you could switch which color you used for the pen. Those were so cool. You were you were extra if you had that. We were not allowed to have those at my school. Really? That I went to uh, because the, the type of school that we were in, the curriculum that we used, the teachers would use different colors for different things as they would mark yeah. in our books. And... Red was the color that we would use if we were scoring our work, if we were checking our work, if there were wrong answers, everything got marked in red. Right. If the teacher was doing something in your book, it was always written in green ink. Really? And it was a big deal. <laughs> it was always stressed. Do not use That's a funny. green pen. You would you would end up with the merits. You would end up in detention <laughs> if you were caught using green ink. That's and funny. so the teachers would have those multicolored pens. And I remember one summer that I went and – that's what I wanted during the summer. I was like, I want to get one of those. And it was so cool. I felt like I was so neat getting to write with green ink during the summer, <laughs> like the teachers at school got to do. That's crazy. Um, you know, one other thing when it comes to writing utensils is scented markers. Oh. When's the last time you sniffed a marker and it smelled like blueberry? I forgot about those. <laughs> like, I use dry erase markers almost every day in my office and stuff like that. I've got whiteboards everywhere, and I'll, I'll write on stuff. But I can't tell the last time I smelled one, and it smelled like, you know. And, I mean, for I also remember, you know, middle school age scented markers. Like, you felt like you were doing some kind of a drug deal because you're sniffing the markers. Like, yeah, dude, I'm getting high right now. <laughs> right now. That's scented markers. That's what you heard. Like you can huff markers. Yes. I don't. I don't know how much marker you would have to huff to get any kind of a high. Yeah, I, but I don't a know. Middle that part. school kid believes it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about school shopping. Yeah. I remember getting new shoes to go to school. Always. Every year. And that would be something else. Everybody would compare when you got to school. Was mm -hmm. like, okay, what kind of shoes did you show up with? Yeah. One I always wanted, never got as a kid, was the uh, the light up shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever have those? I I'm I'm I don't remember, man. That was a long time ago. That's you're talking thirty years uh, ago at that point. Where where you know as a young kid that light up shoe, shoes would have been awesome. I didn't. They're still a thing. I didn't know th that people still used them. But just a few nights ago, I saw one of my nieces. Really? She was running around. And her shoes were blinking and flashing. I was like, I totally forgot about light-up shoes. I didn't know these were still a thing. Well, you know, everything 90s has come back. I, I so, guess it has, yeah. Know, what a great time to have a kid, right? <laughs> uh, you get to experience all your nostalgia stuff again. Uh, yeah, you know, that first day fit. Because you spent a month shopping and then... That week before, especially as you, you know, your parents did it when you were younger, probably. But as you started coming into your own, it's like, what am I going to wear for the first day of school? Because you're going to take first day of school pictures out front, outside your house or in, inside the house or outside the school. And then that's the first opportunity. A lot of these kids are going to get to see you in three months. Because they, remember, like 
90s back then like you were not keeping up with anybody. No, there was no internet. Like if they didn't li- live in your neighborhood, you didn't see them you for didn't 3 see months. Them. They were just gone unless they were your best friend. Yeah. So there's a lot of these people you haven't seen in months and so you show up and what you wear as as stupid as it is and I think this is true today also what you wear, how you present yourself almost sets the tone for the school year for you. Okay, so I can't speak to any of that because the schools that I attended all had uniforms. Oh, they were uniforms. So, you know, we were very limited in what we could show up to wear. We could have uh, red, white, or blue polo shirts. America. And we could have khaki or blue khaki-style okay, so slacks. I, I have I was always, always been curious about that. So when it comes to a uniform like that, like, did that help? squish any of that pressure that peer pressure or yeah, i mean well i guess it did because nobody i mean nobody ever said anything about anything anybody else was wearing because we all look the same so uh <laughs> did it make it easier on you like getting ready like knowing i don't have to think about what i'm wearing i'm just gonna I, put I guess, it on yeah i guess so hmm. interesting uh, i mean it was something i literally never thought about we all just showed up and would have uh blue red or white on i remember uh, we would have chapel during the week, and that day we would have to wear a white shirt with ties. And, you know, none of us like to have to do that right. as kids. Yeah. And now I go back to that school, they don't have to do that anymore. Really? And so when I of talk course. to kids that go there, I'm like, well, you know, back in my day, <laughs> if you were there, you had to, you know, wear your white shirt and your tie. Lauren's that way with Harding University. Right. Because even even in the, you know, decade plus 12 15 years that she's been out of school like they don't they don't require that kind of dress code and even even that short of, of time period like some of the dress code the rules the the restrictions stuff like that are like at one point they couldn't wear shorts at, at college like at a university they couldn't wear shorts and that got lifted like it, it's so funny how how we have progressed how far we have progressed in a lot of those areas um big one for me i don't know if you experienced this at your school but I know there's a lot of people listening that can relate to this. A big one, especially in the late 90s, computer lab with the Oregon Trail. Yes. Huge. Yep. A highlight of your week. I had that on my list to talk about. I mean, the Oregon Trail was a game changer for school. Oh, yeah. Because now you're learning, but you're having fun? Come on. I had... Just computer games in general at school. Yeah. Because I think that was probably the first place that I had ever seen a computer game. Right. Was there. Yeah. Uh, we had a computer at home back in the early 90s. It was like a DOS-based thing yeah. that Dad used for work. Yeah, but there was games on that. There was nothing fun to do no. on it. Uh, so I remember Oregon Trail. Yeah. There was one called Math Blaster. Yes. I don't... I do I had that. forgotten about Math Blaster yeah. until I saw it. Uh, and then there was another one called Word Rescue. Yes. They must have all been made by the same people <laughs> they, and, and at every school, because I remember all of those. Yes. So it was so fun to get to play one of those games. Um, you know, they brought back Oregon Trail on, on Apple Arcade. What was that, a year or two ago? Yeah. And it was pretty fun. I mean, it had definitely that same vibe, that same feel, which was nice. You can play it on your phone or, or, or anything else like that, but... There's the math blaster. Game. Yeah, man, it's I've forgotten about it. It is so wild. If if you are listening to this, um, 
I, do yourself a favor. If it's been a while since you've messed with school stuff, now again, like we we have we don't have kids, so like all of this stuff feels fresh. But uh, go back and look at least at '90s school yes. stuff because man, all of the memories will flood back, <laughs> and just you'll oh. be overwhelmed. A um, couple of other things as far as supply stuff goes. What about like trapper keepers and Ooh. and pencil cases? Okay, uh, yeah, I was gonna say the space like maker yeah. pencil cases. You know that was uh, the caboodles and stuff. Oh, like Oh yeah, yeah. But the the trapper keepers and just colored folders and things mm-hmm. that would again uh, that was one way to ex- show your yeah. personality. You got to show your personality in it. Uh, I remember having a Michael Jordan trapper keeper. Yeah, it, I'm sure I did too. Razorback stuff. Yep. Uh, I remember having a Space Jam one. I remember of having course. a Bugs Bunny one. Yeah, uh, those were those were great, and I I assume those are things that they don't use now. Uh, no, I mean I, I I don't see them anywhere when I'm, I'm perusing Walmart or something like that. You you just don't see that stuff anymore because everything again is stored online. One thing though that is still around is backpacks. Oh yes, I mean I use a backpack every day. Yeah, but so they, they've grown up a little bit more. Even right. these kids, their back versions of backpacks are a little bit more advanced than they were back in our day with so many pockets and padding. Mine didn't have, like, pocket. You just opened it up and yeah. everything just dumped inside just of it. In there. <laughs> uh, they come with, like, USB chargers now. So you can charge your phone or your Chromebook yeah. in the backpack, um, which is – I love a good backpack. A, a sturdy backpack that's sleek and has all the stuff you need is, is helpful even as a 36-year-old adult. It's very handy. I mean, I carry my backpack. It's sitting right here beside me. I carry it everywhere Everywhere. I go. Yeah. Um, Has it become the mail purse? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it really has. And I mean, I know a lot of, I know a lot of ladies that carry backpacks over a purse. Yeah. It it just, just, there's a lot of stylish, fashionable ones that mm, you can get. But you know, the kids ones, they still today, like they'll have Paw Patrol on it or they'll have Bugs Bunny or all these different characters on Disney characters. Again, it is probably the most visible way to express yourself at school. And right in line with that was the lunchbox. Yes. Because those also, oh, you man. know, you could get 100% unique lunchboxes. Yeah. Uh, and you were extra special if you had the matching thermos. Oh, yeah. I forgot it. about the thermos. Yeah. <laughs> that kept things either hot or cold. Um, you could put soup in it, or you could put you know your your drinks in it and stuff like that. What was your typical lunch that you took? I'm glad you got to this segue because I got a whole list here of things that, okay. that I found on BuzzFeed about uh, school lunches, cafeteria things from your childhood. Uh, so we we have to start with the iconic square pizza or the rectangle pizza. <laughs> Yes. Every, you just I, and and the thing on here on BuzzFeed showed a picture of it and it said the the quote was I know I shouldn't want this rectangle pizza but I really really want it. Like <laughs> it is it was so gross at the time but I'm looking I, I my taste buds are I can still yeah. I can taste it and I kind of want to try it again. <laughs> I mean it was cardboard. It was it was what a Tony's pizza probably or Totino's. Like it, it was probably it was not a great pizza. But it was so classic. And school cafeteria, this picture, just we'll put it on online if you can see it. But 
This picture just sums it up. Only in a school cafeteria can you have a rectangle pizza with a side of corn, <laughs> some carrots, and milk. Yep, 100%. That is not the food combination any living, breathing adult would choose to have, but yet we feed that to kids. It just makes me laugh so much. I remember not only the pizza, but our school would have uh, some of the moms would come on like Thursday mornings and they would do homemade biscuit sausage biscuits. Oh, really? And so during our first break... It's that private school stuff right there. It was. It was. <laughs> and you could, during the first break, you could go and get sausage biscuits. Wow. In the morning. And that was, I love Thursday mornings. I think it was Thursdays. But I remember one of the things we would do because we would earn you know, money in class to spend on different things. And we would trade. You know, that was one of the things at lunches. People would always trade food. Oh, of course, you know, yeah. You had to trade. You had to. Well, we would trade with sausage biscuit things. You know, I would I would <laughs> trade my, maybe the sausage patty. I'll trade it to you for 25 of the school dollars. Oh, okay. And so there were always these deals going on. You know, so what you're saying is essentially the school cafeteria is prison. <laughs> you're just trading things for things. We're trading things for things. Uh, uh, and people would make deals like, okay, well, you're going to give me that. Then somebody else would be like, oh, well, no, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you 27 of them for that. And so then it's like this auction that's going on. Like somebody's auctioning off their sausage patty and yeah. everybody's just like, oh, I'll give you the, I'll throw in a, I'll throw in a pencil with it. <laughs> I just, it was, you know, it's funny. We always complain all the time that school doesn't teach us the real world stuff, but it sounds like in the cafeteria, you're learning economics, you're learning yes. capitalism and you learn about taxes because if, if a bigger kid comes up to you, they're going to like, give me that. That's, that's called your, 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 your living tax. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get 25 little dollars if the big kid wanted exactly. your biscuit. He yeah. was taking it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, milk Tuck. cartons. Oh, yes. Yeah. Iconic. Like those those paper cardboard milk cartons. Uh, you a white milk or chocolate milk at school lunch? White. Really? Yeah. Most, most people go chocolate. I've always preferred white milk over chocolate milk. Why? Why is that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Erica loves her chocolate milk. She makes it a couple times a week. Really? But I just prefer the, I guess, the unsweetened version of the of the milk. Hmm. Were you chocolate? Yeah, I probably would lean chocolate uh, whenever I had the chance. I'm looking at this BuzzFeed article, and this must be some bougie schools, or maybe they probably had this in high school and we just missed out, but um, you know, like burgers and, and stuff like that. We didn't have burgers in, in elementary and middle school. I do remember nuggets, though. You get like Dino Nugget Day Ooh. or something like that, or mini corn dogs. I've had mini corn dogs a time or two at school before too. I remember our school would have a concession stand thing that was open during all the breaks, where you could get drinks, uh, candy bars, things like that. And I'll never forget. I remember hearing some of the kids that would go up, and they would get stuff, and they would just say, "Charge it." Oh yeah. And they would get it and not have to pay any money for it. I was like, that's a really cool trick. Yeah. So I finally decided, I'm going to try that. Uh-oh. So I was like, man, this is awesome. I just say charge it, and I get I get this stuff. 
And then I remember the day when my parents got the school bill. <laughs> and apparently charge it just meant that they had to pay for it later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that probably... I had to pay that back out of my allowance I bet. for a while. I would bet a lot. And of then I realized, okay, charging it may not be the best idea in the world. See, you're learning about responsibility yes. and how to manage money. You were learning the Dave Ramsey way back then and didn't I, even realize I it. I was. <laughs> I was. Uh, one of the things I remember, I, this may be uniquely to me or uniquely to, to Westside Elementary back in the day. Fruitopia. Do you remember the drink Fruitopia? I got a picture of it right here that I wanted to show. I don't remember that anywhere else outside of school. And I was so mad when they took them out of school. Because they're, you know that was late 90s. They were starting to trend toward healthier stuff. So they wanted to get rid of all the unhealthy, sugary stuff that you could just go get. And so I remember when Fruitopia disappeared from our school. But I loved it. I loved going to the vending machine, taking my quarters... And grabbing myself a Fruitopia. The blue Fruitopia was always my favorite. Because um, when I saw that, I was like, you know what? We need to talk about drinks that no longer exist. The best Ooh, drinks that yeah, are gone. That's a great episode. Because uh, I remember Fruitopia being at school. I remember when Surge came out. Oh, man. Our Huge. school said you are not allowed to bring Surge yeah. to school. It was a big deal. And I remember, like, I was just terrified. Like, if you drank Surge, you were probably going to die it if was you drank the, it. It was the middle schooler's drug epidemic. <laughs> I mean, like, this was such a big deal. Do not let that into our schools. And I guess I get why. Like, it's just loaded with caffeine. About, what, the same amount of caffeine that Red Bull has. But yet, it was before the energy drink. I, like, didn't they try to bring it back not that long ago? Yeah. Uh, just in the last several years, it came back briefly, I feel like. Yeah, just for nostalgia's sake, I'm sure. But they could bring that back as an energy drink, and it would probably do well. Fruitopia was discontinued in 2003, introduced in 1994. So it uh, hung around for almost a decade. And I'm betting, I would bet money, that the reason it got discontinued in 2003 is because it stopped being served in schools. I, I would bet that it was exclusively, or not exclusively, but widely used in schools. And when, you know, the CDC, not the CDC, but the, the Department of Human Resources or who, whoever that manages that kind of stuff, stuff, the education department started pulling that stuff out of schools, I bet their value took a hit. It says there are select flavors that have since been revamped under the Minute Maid brand. Oh, Really? Use of the Fruitopia brand name continues through various beverages in numerous countries, including some McDonald's restaurants huh. in the United States, which carry the drink still to this day. Interesting. So, hmm, I the, would like to go find one of those McDonald's that still good try might have for nostalgia. Fruitopia. Sake. Did you? So you talked a little bit about charging it. Did you prefer to to bring your lunch or get the cafeteria food? Uh bring my lunch and i don't know i'm sure that's what my parents preferred over <laughs> yeah, paying for right. it yeah um because i i rarely remember really eating much of what was made there i do remember having some of the pizzas uh that that one sticks out in my mind uh if we were having like a game day like if one of the uh athletic teams you know if there was a high school basketball game or something that day especially if it was like an afternoon game 
I remember I would get, you know, a burger or a Frito pie. Right. Things like that. But it was it was pr- probably pretty rare. Most of the time it was, you know, getting out the old lunchbox, sandwich. Yeah. Trading stuff around at the table. Right. and yeah. Like, man, I'm sick of having PB&Js this week. What have you got? <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, Uncrustables changed the game with school lunches. Uncrustables are amazing as a dude in my mid-30s. Uh, I don't... Those didn't exist they, they when didn't. we were in school. No, that's what I'm saying. They, like, I was also... You had to make a peanut butter and jelly scent where your parents did. And I was not allowed to take the crust off my sandwich. I never really wanted to that I remember... I mean, I was just told you're going to eat the crust, so I've always eaten the crust, and I've never minded eating yeah, the crust. Yeah, I never have either. Um, so I'm always I, I forgot that was a thing with kids. Yeah, until I've been around some of my nieces and nephews, and they're like, "Oh, I can't eat the crust." I'm and I'm like, guessing that's wrong? just that's a pure marketing strategy on their part. Part is just to call it uncrustable because even the pickiest eater will enjoy that. Like, on, I, I don't I don't eat the uncrustable because it has no crust on it. I do it for convenience. Like it's just that it's, it's that, made. It's that soft white bread. The ratio's good. Yeah. And it's just always available. So on TikTok last week, I saw you can buy a little uncrustable tool oh, really? to make your own uncrustables at home. Interesting. And I've seen a whole lot of moms sharing it in the past two weeks since school's getting ready to start, and they're like, Look at this. You can make your own Uncrustables and save on the money. Interesting. I halfway want to get one just to try it to see if it works. Yeah, because, you know, I, if you have dietary restrictions, like, I would prefer to have, like, a, a I've got some keto bread in my Ooh. cabinet. I could just do a keto Uncrustable, and that'd be awesome. Which, are Uncrustables allowed at school now? I think so. Because they have peanuts in them? Well, they're individually packaged. Okay. But that's a good, that's a good point. I, I do know they've had to change a lot of menu stuff because of all the different allergies that are out there. Because I know there are schools where they do not allow you to bring peanut butter really anything in, uh, which is you know kind of makes me sad. It is sad. I I remember having you know peanut butter sandwich, and I remember you know moms would bake cookies and stuff and send for the whole class, and you know things like that aren't allowed anymore in a lot right. of places. You know, so it's just. It's different. It is different today than it was then. It is very different. I remember in kindergarten and first and second grade, our school produced a cookbook. Really? All the students would participate and submit recipes. That's cool. And I found mine just a few weeks ago. What was your recipe? It was the same exact recipe. I found my kindergarten one and my second grade one. Oh, you're not good enough to make a new one in two years? I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. It was a bean and cheese burrito. Oh. Because that was my favorite food. Yeah. It is still one of my favorite foods. I believe it. And apparently, before I was born, my mother, every single week, she would go eat bean burritos. Really? And so I'm convinced that the reason why I like bean burritos so much <laughs> is because she ate one with me before I was born. So. Yeah. I see where this is going. <laughs> I have formed a contract with my wife to do the same thing. Yeah. To eat bean burritos. The one difference is my mom really liked bean burritos. <laughs> my wife does not like bean burritos. <laughs> uh, but she she's doing pretty well at eating them. She's like, I'm gonna I said I pushed and I couldn't get this to happen. I said, since you don't like bean burritos, 
and my mom did, I think that means you probably need to eat two every week. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> and she was, was like, no, that's idea. a, that's a no, no deal. Uh, so she compromised, and she'll she'll get a, a bean and rice burrito. She's like, if it's just beans, I can't just do that. So she's eating bean and rice and cheese. I was like, okay, that's a compromise. We'll we'll see if the baby likes them. We'll see. This is going to be a great social experiment. But it was just hilarious to read back through kindergartners' ideas of what recipes were. Like, my recipe in kindergarten for bean and cheese burrito said take eight beans, smash them on a tortilla. Very specific. Eight, eight beans. Eight beans. That's correct? very few beans. It is very few beans. <laughs> uh, and... Are you sure you like the bean burrito? <laughs> uh, it was eight beans, and then you are to sprinkle a whole lot, a whole lot of a little bit of cheese. That was the wording. A whole lot of a little bit of cheese. Yes. Okay. And then uh, microwave it for eight minutes. <laughs> That's a long time <laughs> for a little bit of bean and a little bit of cheese. Uh, it was. And so, uh, and it's going to be rock hard when it comes out of there. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then, have you tried recreating that exact same thing? No, you you need I to need do that. To do you that. really need to do that. Post it on TikTok, and we'll. I we'll do. See. Yeah. Yes, I'll, we got to do that. Uh, you got anything else before we hit the worst? Uh, yeah. How about field trips? Oh yeah, I, I love. I don't remember a lot of field trips, but I know I was I always looked forward to them. Does that I, make sense? I loved ours. I remember, of course, we'd go to the zoo every year. We went to an air show. I remember we went to the. Uh, submarine down at little rock yeah i remember going to a cotton plant oh we did that too around fall time you know yeah. you go to a pumpkin patch and yeah in a cotton plant and get to pick cotton i remember that when we lived in denver uh they would host like this huge national western stock show and it would be like a rodeo and all this different stuff and i remember they would always take the school to that you'd watch people you know riding the horses and doing all these tricks and stuff so that was a lot of fun uh being a hall monitor you remember being a hall monitor <laughs> no i mean i remember hall monitors you i don't never know that got i was ever the hall monitor because you had to kind of be a narc <laughs> you really did i was a really good hall monitor <laughs> i believe that <laughs> i 100 percent believe it. i liked following rules i liked organization <laughs> anybody that knows me knows that i love organization yeah and so being a hall monitor uh that was right down my alley uh alley and then our school each year, I don't know if any other schools did this. I feel like they did, but we would have a bridge building contest out of noodles. I can't, I, f- I don't, I, I don't know feel about like that I one. have seen other places online where schools would do this and compete. Really? But it was, uh, you would, you, you get to choose your noodle. You were given, you know, lasagna, spaghetti, different noodles like that, and you were to construct as please tell me this is dried pasta dried pasta <laughs> yep and just take a wet pasta just. so they would give us all these dried noodles and a whole bunch of hot glue guns and just turn us loose on That's building these terrifying <laughs> building these bridges and you were to construct as strong of a bridge as possible and then the principal of our school he would begin to he would then balance them and then begin to put weight on the bridges oh really and see who constructed the, until they would crack and break interesting and so the annual bridge building and another game that we probably wasn't even a game. It was probably a legit program, but it was a bridge building program that you could design bridges on and see what kind of weight they were. And I remember the high school students really getting into this where they would go all out, you know, laying out their plans to design these bridges. And I mean, they would just have massive beams, you know, just huge chunks of noodles, you know, that they had put together. And some of them would hold a 
you know, a, a lot of weight. Wow. So the bridge building contest was one of the, my favorite things every single year. That's interesting. You know, you, you're talking about that reminds me of something, a, a big one we haven't covered yet. Recess. Recess. Recess was huge. You always looked forward to it. You ask uh, kids what their favorite subject is. Oh, it's oh, always I recess. love recess. Uh, of course, you have all the, the typical playground equipment. Uh, but, you know, when you're young, there's always that, that added thing of pretend. Like you're just pretending to do stuff. Yep. You're u- letting your imagination run wild. My elementary school, we had a lot of pine trees in the back. And so you would have constantly a ton of pine needles would always fall in the fall during school year. And so we would inevitably use those pine needles and build stuff or create a, a, a pathway or mazes or stuff like that and pretend we were in a castle or pretend it was whatever. I, I remember that vividly from my childhood time in school. Of course, you had soccer and basketball and stuff like that, too. We would play uh, a lot of times we would play capture the flag. Oh, yeah. I broke my front tooth. <laughs> Some kid... Because I was just about to get the flag. Some kid stuck his foot out. We were playing in the gym. Stuck his foot out and tripped me. And I hit the floor and cracked my front tooth diagonally across it. uh, And it began about a 15-year ordeal of having multiple root canals on this one tooth. Uh, Even into my early 30s, I've still had things done to that tooth from me being nine years old playing capture the flag. So I'll never forget that. Yeah, people That's think cool. capture the flag is an innocent, you know, sport. It's a contact sport. We baby. were we were going all out, uh, dodgeball. Yeah, I was about to say PE. Uh huh. I mean, there was a ton of stuff in, in that that you could do. We always did jump rope for heart. Yep. So see how long you can jump rope. Um, you had, of course, when you're younger, you've got that big uh, parachute that you oh, lift yes. up, and it was so cool seeing all the colors and being underneath that giant parachute was always fun, too. We had one of those big ball volleyball things, you know, it was oh, one yeah. of those colored, you know, rainbow-colored balls, and it would be set up, we'd go outside and play, and it'd be like a whole team playing volleyball. Yeah. We would do that at PE. Um, the jump rope, I was never good at jump rope, but yeah. I remember watching some of the kids, I mean, they were doing like all these oh, different things with yeah. it, and especially the girls, I mean, they could get like two of them going, and yeah. I mean... I was never fancy with it, but I was consistent. Like I was constantly, I, I was always one of the last ones standing in the in the, in the marathon part of it. But I, I I couldn't do any of the fancy stuff. I was just slow and steady, baby. Slow and steady wins the race. I forgot about jump rope. Yeah, how good do you think you are at it now? Oh, terrible. <laughs> I am. I the the saying is true. White man can't jump. Like what we need is like a carnival for adults with 90s activities <laughs> from school for us to go participate they in. They do. It's called Comic-Con. That's what that is. <laughs> it's called Comic-Con. You got anything else? Yeah. This is one of the things I love. These math drills. What? Are you a nerd? Do you remember these? <laughs> well, you know the answer to that. Do you remember you these? Just, I forgot about these. I, I glanced over at your laptop and I saw math problems like, oh, he's getting ready for the worst. We're ready to go. <laughs> because in my mind, math is the absolute worst. Okay. When we got to algebra, I tuned out. That was the algebra anything and above with, was, wasn't for me. I liked business math, consumer math. That was where I no. gravitated. No. Once we got above. But doing these... I mean, I could fly through those things, and I love doing those multiplication table and, like, the one-minute drills. Those were amazing. No, not for me. No? I hate math, man. Anything with numbers, I'm out on. See, I I think for me, well, I'll save that for the worst. Uh, 
the only other thing I wanted to mention before we move out of this is science projects. Oh, yeah. Science projects were a lot of fun. I did enjoy that. Did you ever build a volcano? I did. Yeah. Those the dioramas and stuff like that. Yes. The diarrhea. I mean, the, <laughs> <laughs> that came with the square pizza. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember doing different, you know, uh, I did some sort of outer space one where we had built like a model of all the different planets. This was yeah. back when Pluto was still a planet, y'all. Yeah. Um, let's bring Pluto back. Uh, I always feel bad that Pluto like got booted out. You know, it just had this short-lived yeah. lifespan where it was like, oh, you know, Pluto. And then, no, sorry, Pluto. I mean, they named a, a, a Disney character yes. after it and then just d- disappeared. Yeah, shame. Uh, real quick, before we move on, uh, favorite school subject? History. Same here. Yep. I loved history. And I had a really good history teacher in elementary school, too. I think that helped. When I got into doing um, my later years when I was homeschooled, I was doing a DVD school through uh, a place in Florida, and my history teacher there was incredible, and I couldn't wait to do my history class every day. I mean, he just brought history to life, Yeah, and I loved it so much that finally one day, I called the school in Florida. Really? Like, Can I talk to Mr. McBride? And so they were like, sure. So they put me on, you know, I had set on hold because I called after school was over one day, and I finally got to talk because I've watched him on the screen That's so cool. as I was getting DVDs. But I'm like, I want to talk to my actual history teacher. And he got on the phone, and I was probably 14 years old, and I talked with him for probably 30 minutes. Uh, he had family from Arkansas, so it was just wow. kind of neat to have this connection. And I, you know, I told him, I said, you make history fun for me. It's my favorite subject every day. And, you know, just got to thank my, because I feel like I'm one of his students, even though right, yeah. this class had been recorded a year or two earlier. But I saw him every single day, and it was just, it was really cool. You had that, to talk to him. That is very neat. Yep. That's the opposite of what we're going to talk about next. Uh, Here we go. The worst. Welcome to the best things. No, no, no. These aren't the best things. These are the worst things. I've already said one of my worst things, and that's math. Anything to do with math, I, I'm just out on. I just can't stand it. I'm not good at it. And so... Uh, it just, a lot of it makes no sense. I just never absorbed it for some reason. And my mom, you know, even, even during my homeschool years, my mom is great with numbers. You know, she was a bookkeeper for years. She's done stuff like that. She was a great teacher at it. It just never clicked with me. I mean, I, I can see that. Like I said, once we got to algebra and above, I really started just kind of losing that. And I felt like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't see in my life where I'm ever going to use this. And I have not for the last 20 something years yeah. have not. I want to talk to all the young people out there. Listen, you're all not going to use people. algebra. Hold you. <laughs> Sorry. Let me talk to you young people out there. <laughs> you're, you're just not, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to walk around and just see a formula. Okay. Now some of the uh, application part of it, you may use like the, how to deduce and things like that. I get that. But actually solving and showing your work on a problem, that will never happen unless you're in the sciences or in mathematics. Like if you're an engineer, you probably need to know yeah. algebra. If you're an accountant, and, yeah, that kind of stuff. There's places. But if you're not the going, average ordinary individual, you're not going to use it. You're just not. Yeah. Sorry. That's why when I finally completed the required levels of those courses, I then went to business and consumer math 
And I felt like that is much more practical for me, knowing yeah. how loans work, knowing how to figure interest, all of these things. I feel like that's going to be more useful to me in my life. On And it is, it has been. Yeah. So I feel a lot better that I did that than continued on, you know, into, you know, more geometry and calculus mm-hmm. and higher forms of mathematics. Yeah. I'm fascinated by the people who can do that. Oh, yeah, me too. You have incredible brains that can somehow process that and comprehend. I wish I could. Yeah. But that wasn't me. No. Nope. The one, and this is interesting, I feel like for me, that I disliked the most ended up being English. Yeah. Because I love reading and I love to write and I've worked for magazines and we're, we both speak a lot. Yeah. But I could not stand English and you know, diagramming sentence. I hated diagramming sentences. Uh, And then, you know, trying to get into all the different parts of speech. Well, okay. So grammar, English classes, stuff like that. Yes, there is a technical way to do it, but we do not speak that way. And so oftentimes, especially we're we're both writers. We've written articles and stuff like that. We've published stuff. And so often, yes, there, there is that fine line between writing the proper way, but also writing it where somebody, the average person reading it, can fully understand it and be engaged in it. Because there is structure, but you can take structure too far sometimes where it becomes irrelevant Yeah, to the average person. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm the same way. I never liked spelling either. I was never a great speller. I'm better now, but... I'm I'm definitely there's definitely still some words that I have to double check or um, a great example of this is when I, I I do a lot of design stuff and I I always get asked you know we, we both we, we work with churches so there's always something that needs to happen really quick can you really quickly make this sign for me to put on the door or something like that and one that I always have to do really quickly is if a door is jammed or something's going on can you make a sign that says please use the other entrance I will always add an extra e. In interance, <laughs> I'll spell it interance. Yeah, and uh, I get made fun of every time because I do it so fast without thinking, and I don't have my spell check on. And I'm just going, and I always get called out on that one. There's there's nothing worse than, and I love spelling, and I've always been a good speller. Uh, I remember winning spelling bees when I was a young kid, but there is that fear, and it, ha- it it's happened multiple times to me where I'm doing something on the fly for an event at church. And I've just got to get something up there. And then there's that horrifying moment when it hits the screen (laughs) and you realize that's not right. That doesn't look right. (laughs) And I'll start to get text messages from people like during church. They'll be like, (laughs) did you spell that right? I'm like, no, I didn't. Or I'll print something and and something's been handed out. And then people will come up and be like, hey, look at that. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's it's wrong. I made a mistake. Decided to prove you wrong. That's what it is. Uh, what else in the worst? Um, I just homework. Homework is why, why can't we not just do it all during school? (laughs) Like, you know, we talked about how our school district here, our public school district has just extended the day. I would make it match the parents average work, make it nine to five and don't give us homework. Let us do it all there. And I mean, I just don't understand homework. I just don't. And I know there will come a day when I will have a kid, and that day is coming quickly for you, yep. where you're you're going to have to help out with this homework. Do, do you really think the parents got time to mess with the homework? No. 
I just don't get the whole deal with, with there is more homework. Some of these kids that I, that I work with, like they have more homework than they did have work at school. I just don't get. Is it possible? Is homework the school's way? Is it the, is it the school and the principal's way of punishing the parent? <laughs> like, you know what? You know how bad you were in school? Guess, I guess what? So, yeah. We're going to stick it to you uh, again. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing I can think of. How about detention? Remember de- de- detention? Did, did you ever get it? I did a few times. Really? It was, I, it was rare. Yeah. I think I got it one time. I think I, I was I was a goody two shoes in school. I was I, a rule follower. That's how I, I was. I was always that guy who never wanted to break the rules. A lot of people accuse me of being a teacher's pet. Yeah. Um, but there were a few times where uh, you know, if you picked up enough demerits for things that you right, know, yeah. you would end up in detention. And the way that our school did it was during one of the recess times, you'd have to stay in the classroom and they would bring a dictionary to you. And you would have to sit there and write out words Oof. and the definitions. They just say start at the top of this page and write the word and the definition until everybody else comes back in from break. Wow, wow. and That's rough. That was rough. Or yeah. there would be. I remember, uh, you know, the chalkboard. There's a thing that I guess doesn't exist really anymore. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to write a word a certain number of times. Uh, yeah. On a chalkboard, I had to do that. Yeah. That's that's what that's what mine did. Is you had to write whatever you did. Your penance was apologizing on a whiteboard. Uh-huh. Uh Another one of the big worst for me, I'll probably end with this on, on my part, is, is just like peer pressure and bullies. Like there's, there's whenever you get a group of people together that large, there's going to be. It's going to happen. There's going to be personalities that clash. Yeah. And there's going to be people who are just mean. They may have a rough ho- upbringing. Their home life may not be great or they're just going through a change, you know, in uh-huh. kids and teenage years. So, you know, there's inevitably going to be tension at different points. And so I, I get that's a very real thing with a lot of kids. And social media has not helped that that's at, not all helped at all these no. days. But, you know, that's that's a, an unfortunate but unavoidable part of the school system. It is. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't feel like I ever really dealt with a lot of it. I mean, there were times where you would get made fun of for right. this or that. Yeah. Um, and none of it was ever too serious for me. Right. You know, and at times you hated it at the moment, but it did help me, I feel like, to grow and mature a little bit to realize, okay, I don't need to treat other people that way. Right. I don't need to act like that. If yeah. I don't like it, I shouldn't do that to others. So there were definite learning moments from it that helped us mature. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, you know, it was never too bad. I was, I've always tried to be, you know, pretty likable to everybody. Yeah. You know, I always feel like I got along pretty well with everyone, but yeah. some, sometimes, you know, a kid would even just have a bad day. Right. Oh, you yeah. know, it, it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Uh, or people just grow up different than you do. I mean, yeah. I, I remember that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to out myself a little bit. I was kind of a preppy kid. Yep. I was one of I was those kids, you know, and so I tend to hang around those kinds of preppy yep. kids. You know, Saved by the Bell was huge when I was that age, and so I got called preppy a lot. Yep. And so anytime there was a kid who maybe, you know, showed up who was not that way, maybe a little bit more, honestly, probably more comfortable in their own skin than I was. Sure. Uh, or grew up, you know, a little bit, um, you know, maybe had less things or something like that. There were definitely, I wouldn't say I would bully. I, I'm the same way. I, I tried to be personal to everybody. My parents raised me right. But, you know, there were probably definitely moments that I'm guilty even of, of 
not being mean, but just neglecting, just not yeah. giving people the, the proper time of day. Yeah. And I know people did that to me too. They looked at me sometimes in that same way. People who were above me or at a different level than I was would look at me the same way. And so, um, that, that, those are the kinds of things that you don't realize till you're past it and you look back on it and go, okay, could have done better. People could have done better to me at the same time. It's just inevitable. Overall, I would say I really enjoyed my schooling experience. Yeah. And as a student, you always like, man, I can't wait for this to be over with. Yeah. I don't ever want to do this again. Now, years later, I look back and kind of like, you know what? I kind of miss. It wasn't that bad. I miss the simplicity, you know, but that's just one of those things of growing up. You think, man, I can't wait for this to be over with. And then it's true what people say. You look back on it. And it's not ever as bad as what you thought it was no, in the moment. It never is. Uh, and you will miss those times. Yeah. So it's fun to walk back down this memory lane and go back. And I'm sure we probably have been able to put some of the worst parts of, yeah. of school we, out we, of our mind. And we, and we, we remember on. You know, the, the best parts of it. Um, so overall, scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate you know, school experience now? I'm going to give it like a six and a half, seven. Okay. Probably a solid seven, actually. You know, it, it was never as bad as I, I thought it was in the moment. Um, and, and like you, there, there are times I look back and go, I kind of miss some of those things. I kind of miss having a built-in group of friends, you know, where you didn't have to try too hard. They were just <laughs> always there every there. day. <laughs> you know, and, and when you grow up, you have to try a little extra hard to keep in touch with people. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I hated the work. I hated learn, and learning the stuff they wanted me to learn. I I much rather prefer to learn what I wanted to learn. And you know, you get to do that as an adult, you get to kind of find your niches and listen to the podcast, like the best things uh, or YouTube channels that you prefer. But um, you know, like you said, nothing is ever as big of a deal as it is in the moment. We both work with students. I tell students all the time, they're they're coming to me with big drama and this, Oh my gosh, this affects my life so bad right now. I'm like, it really doesn't like, Part of me wants to go get over it because it's it, this is going to affect you for like a week. Well, I I now understand where my parents were coming from when I would you know talk about how big and in my mind at the moment it was big. Yeah, and they're like, no, this is all okay. It's going to be. You're never even going to remember yeah. whatever this was <laughs> twenty years from now. Right. But as I'm like, I don't miss the I don't miss the drama because no. yeah. I mean there is. And especially as you get into those teen years that you yeah. really talk about. I mean, that's relationships just, oh my and dating gosh. and stuff like that. I look back at some of that stuff now and go, boy, I was stupid. It, it's, <laughs> and again, we do work with teens a lot. So I watch teens and I'm like, why are they so stupid? <laughs> was I that way? I must yes, have been. Yes, we I were. was. We all were. Uh, but like, gosh, the drama is drama. just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. Leave, leave the drama for your mama. All right, anything else on the worst? Nope. All right, let's uh, let's take a break from talking about school to talk about what you want to talk about. We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email us at feedback at bestthingspod.com, tweet at us at bestthingspod, or leave us a review. All righty, well, we are... Uh, we mentioned this last episode. We have had a lot of fun on the socials lately. Um, since we added this video component, uh, we've been able to do a little bit more online. And it has been a blast 
uh, reading some of your comments and stuff that you guys have been uh, sharing with us on YouTube and TikTok and uh, Instagram. Uh, by the way, you can always interact with us at Best Things Pod on any of your favorite social media outlets. I want to read uh, a couple. So a couple of episodes ago, we we did a whole conversation on chips. And we both admitted something on air that I don't think we really had ever really uh, put out there about Cheetos. Oh, Cheetos puffs specifically, <laughs> and how we uh, we don't really chew them with our teeth. We more like disintegrate them or puff them up with our tongue. Apparently, we are not alone, my friend, in this in this practice. Yes, because people, you guys went crazy on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and stuff. And I want to read a few of my favorites that responses to it. So. Uh, I'm going to have to zoom in because I'm getting old and my eyes are getting bad. Um, so at Beats Nator on YouTube says, you are speaking the truth on the puffy ones, L-M-A-O-O. I always do the tongue way or def, definitely disintegration laughing emoji. Um, at ghoul underscore ish thought, I thought I was the only one too. On TikTok, uh, at Try Johnston said, I'm the same way. Love the crunchy, but same about the puffy. And then lots of people saying that, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I do this all the time. I thought I was weird for it. There's a big group of us There's out there. There's a big group of us. Uh, so we don't need a support group for no, this. No, we're, we don't. We're, just, we're normal. <laughs> um, I, and i gotta, I got to give one more piece of feedback before we move on. I know we're, we're pressed for time here. But I read this. This came in last night as of recording this. We, we talked about uh, our, our hatred of baked chips. I'm going to mention all the comments that came from the baked chips community. Wow. Because we might be alone on that one, apparently. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that next episode. But there was somebody. We, we also, in that clip, we mentioned turkey bacon <laughs> and how don't get us started because turkey bacon is not real bacon. And someone commented on YouTube. uh Boo Joe 1989 on YouTube uh, commented, I I had an ex that tried saying turkey bacon was better. I ended it on the spot. True story. <laughs> that's one of the greatest. That is. That's one of the greatest stories and comments I have ever <laughs> oh, seen. That is so good and so validated. You are validated, uh, Boo Joe. Uh, you you had every right to end the relationship on the spot because they like turkey bacon. So, congratulations. Okay, we ready to bracket this thing out? Let's do it. All right. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. It's time for the best thing bracket. All righty. Last week, we said goodbye to a five-time champion, Washington, D.C. joins the besties for the resties and has its number retired in the rafters of the Best Things podcast. So this week, uh, the winner of the tournament will have to face uh, the runner-up from last week who does not have a win yet, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. But today, oh. we're talking just about the school stuff. Um, Aaron, I believe uh, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And how, how do we want to bracket this out? What, what's the what's the the vibe we want to go for here? 
just just the most nostalgic since that's kind of the angle we've been going? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So the 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 best nostalgic school blank. All right. Um I'm going to go I'm going to go rectangle pizza. Number 1. To me that is when I think about school that's that's one of the very first things that pops in my head. What about you? Number 1. I am going to say Hmm. You took my pizza. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You can have it. I forgot. I went first last week. Oh, so you can take it if you okay, want to. Okay, I'm going to take pizza then. Okay, I'm going to give you pizza then. Um, Man, now I've got to think. I'm going to go Oregon Trail. Yeah. I'm going to go Oregon Trail. Keep taking mine. So I was going <laughs> to say computer games. Um, okay, I'm going to mention one that we didn't mention. I meant to mention this during... The segment, and I forgot about it. Okay. But that was the TV cart oh. that gets rolled out. <laughs> That's true. Because Substitute teacher day. <laughs> something, I, I mean, I remember watching NASA launches, yeah. big news events, things like When the TV cart got rolled in, it was always fun. Yeah. It's a TV cart. Um, Yeah, you knew it was going to either be, it was going to be a special Something, or you had a substitute teacher when the TV cart came out. Um, you know, a lot of schools, this was kind of around when I was around, but, like, a lot of schools now do, like, full-on TV productions, like, in school. They have whole classes dedicated, especially in high school, dedicated to it. I'm going to do uh, number two pencils. Number two pencils for me. Your third. Uh, I'm going with crayons. Crayons. Um, my third, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... What do I want to go with here? It's got to be... It's got to be recess. Just everything that recess encompasses. Just all the stuff. Fourth and final. I'm going with P.E. P.E. Good call. Last but not least for me, I'm going to go the cardboard cartons of milk. Milk carton. All right. We have rectangle pizza versus milk cartons. What's oh. the most iconic? Yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, I mean, milk cartons are pretty iconic. It's true. Uh, we want to, we want to give numbers to them again. You like this format? I do. Okay. So rectangle pizza, scale from 1 to 10. Here we go. 3, 2, 1, 8. 16. Milk carton, 3, 2, 1, 7. Six. Okay. Pizza moves on. Uh, Oregon Trail versus PE. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, Oregon Trail, 3, 2, 1, 9. PE, 3, 2, 1, 7. Eight. Okay, Oregon Trail moving on. TV carts versus recess. Uh, let's do TV cart in three, two, 
one six. six. Wow, we agree, we've agreed a couple of these. Uh, recess in three, two, one, seven. Ten. You say ten? I thought you said sin. <laughs> Uh, recess moving on. Uh, let's see. Number two, pencil versus crayons. Oh, uh, let's do pencils in three, two, one, eight. eight. Oh boy. Crayons. Three, two, one, seven. Oh, we've tied right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got to debate it. We got to talk about it now. Okay. So, so you put, you put pencils Right? Yep. Why? Uh, If we are including mechanical pencils into the conversation. This says number two pencils. Oh, okay. Just the number two pencils. Just the number two pencil. Then I would retroactively change my rating because if you're going to bring in the mechanical pencils, there's all sorts of fun with that. That's true. Uh, So I I, I missed that part. Okay. Uh, If it's just the plain old wooden pencil, uh, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. That means crayons moves on then. The only reason that I, I... I was specific with number two pencil because number two pencil seems like an iconic thing for school, right? Like that's all you ever heard about. But after you said crayons, like that's a great point because like how I mean, look back at the podcast, how long did we talk about crayons? Like yeah. there was so much nostalgia there. Oh yeah. So I had to advance it on. Okay. Um, rectangle pizza versus recess. Oh, rectangle pizza in three, two, one, eight recess in three, two, one, one nine. Eight. Okay. I gave them both an eight. It, it's too close to call for me, but we're going to move recess on Oregon trail versus crayons. Uh, Oregon trail in three, two, one, seven eight. and crayons in three, two, one, seven. seven. Okay. Oregon trail moves on. Wow. It's the rare Craig in the finals here. It is. So here, here's what I want to do. We, we kind of did this last time. I kind of liked it. It takes the pressure off me. I'm going to let you pick it. Well, which one would you choose? I mean, I have the power to veto. They're both my picks. But I'm going to let you you pick this thing. I th- I would go recess just because that's something every single person did. Maybe not everybody was into Oregon Trail. It's true. Playing that. Uh Everybody, I think, has memories and nostalgia about the things that you did during recess and your breaks and just some of the, you know, fun that you had, the things that you did with people. So I'd I'd choose recess. It's what you looked forward to as a kid. Yeah. Even more than Oregon Trail. You looked forward to recess. Ask any kid throughout the ages. It's what helped you get through the day. Exactly right. You blow off some energy. You get to hang out with your friends. There's... It is. It's the best part of the day, and you're absolutely right. Recess. Recess moves on to the championship. Plus, let's be honest, it sounds like Reese's. Let's make Reese's the best thing about school. (laughs) Recess sounds like recess. All right, let's do this now. It may be the best thing today, but is it the best thing of all time? It's time for the best thing battle. In this corner, we have today's winner, Reese's. <laughs> I just by default wanted to say that. Okay, you have Recess versus last week's runner-up. So remember, Washington, D.C. entered into the besties for the resties. Uh, and so it's retired. It cannot win anymore. 
So in its place, we have the runner-up from last week, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So has zero wins to zero wins. Um, do we want to give it a number or we want to talk about it? Because this is this is this is close. Do do you feel that, that we need to talk about it? You want to go three, two, one and just name a winner? Yep. What what's the criteria here? I have no idea. <laughs> do we want to put it into our own thirty something year old bodies now? Which one we would rather have? <laughs> Or do we want to think back on history and which one brings us the most nostalgia that we like the most, or just which one in general is the best? I, I don't know how to score I, it. I don't. These are two hard things to compare to one another. All right, let's just go with our guts. Here we go. Three, two, one. Cheddar biscuits. Bay biscuits. All right, we agree. Cheddar Bay. Yeah, moving on. Here's my reasoning. Because when I was a kid and in school. Red Lobster was like one of those rare special occasions where we went to it. That's a good point. And I loved the Cheddar Bay Biscuits when I was a kid, even when I had recess. So I'm feeling like I could compare recess and Cheddar Bay Biscuits, and they those were special Yeah, back then. Yeah, even, even while you're at recess, you're dreaming of Cheddar Bay Biscuits. <laughs> okay, I feel good about that. I think... I think I think school supplies or school school things, all of those had their day in the sun, but Cheddar Bay absolutely deserves its place. Okay. You got anything else? I like nope. this one. This yep. was fun. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so go follow us on all the socials. Leave us a, a review. It's August, isn't it? It is, it is August. It is August. Uh, yes. So leave us a review. Um, let us know... Uh, what we got right, what we got wrong, send us a voicemail. Do all the things. We love interacting with you guys. It's been a lot of fun the last couple of weeks as we've seen more and more stuff start to trickle in. So please give us your feedback. We love it. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. If you're listening this far into the podcast, you guys are legends. Thank you so much for listening and putting up with us. Um, I think that's it. Anything else? No. Have a great school year. Yeah. Don't... Uh... You know, don't get worked up too much, parents. Yeah, take it easy. Christmas break will be here before you know it. And Thanksgiving right before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fall break. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. You can do it. You got this. You got this. All right. For the best things, I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. We'll talk at you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Best Things Podcast. If you liked today's episode, give it a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on all the socials at Best Things Pod and listen to full episodes on YouTube. To hear your opinion on the podcast, email us at feedback at bestthingspod.com or tap the link in the episode notes to leave us a voicemail and you can hear your voice on an upcoming episode of the podcast. 